The big boys are here. The number five Clemson Tigers are in town to play Boston College in the Red Bandana game on Saturday. Today's show is going to give you three things you're going to want to know about the Clemson Tigers. From my perspective, you're going to hear everything you need to know about one of the toughest teams BC is going to play this season. All this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Locked On BC, AJ Black here. Uh, now, we're, it's time to move on from the Louisville win. Uh, a game BC, you know, we talked about they were sloppy. They still won it. Now, walking in the door are the Clemson Tigers. The number, As I said, the number five team in the country. And this is a game the Eagles cannot take lightly. Obviously, if they play around like they did last week, Clemson is not going to do what Louisville did and let BC get back into this game. They are a much more refined team this year. They look every bit the playoff caliber team that Dabo Sweetie strives for every season. And we're going to give you three different talking points about this team. And I'm going to go through each one. And again, if you're a Clemson fan and I, I make a mistake about a stat or something here, I'm taking this from a BC perspective here, folks. So I'm just telling you what I've read, kind of what I've heard from other beat writers and giving you my perspective. And the first thing I'm probably going to screw up is this guy's name, DJ Uyagalale, their quarterback. I'm just going to refer to him as DJU from now on. Um, has really silenced doubters this year. And I think that is the first main storyline of this game. DJU going into last season or ending the last season looked, you know, everyone was just talking about him not even being the starting quarterback in 2023, 2022, that Cade Kludniak, their five-star recruit was going to take over for him. And what is DJ And the reasons were clear. He was not accurate. He was not really fighting his way in the offense. He made lots of mistakes. I think he had like six interceptions through the first handful of games. He just looked not the part for a playoff caliber team heading into this off season. You know, the, the talk was what would he improve upon? All you heard about going into ACC media days was that he lost some weight. He was in much better shape. Um, and he looked, you know, like he was ready to lead. And, you know, I, I'm, I, as I've said before, I'm a guy that you have to show me to believe it. DJU has shown it to me. He has done everything to silence the doubters that you would expect from a quarterback of his caliber. Remember, this is a kid from, from California, a five-star recruit that had, you know, I think he was either like, you know, in the top five in his class. And what has he done through the first five games? He's thrown for 1,242 yards, 11 touchdowns, and the big one, one interception. He is not making mistakes this year. He doesn't have the greatest wide receivers in the country. He doesn't have the Ohio States or the USC wide receivers to do this. He's doing this with a nice solid group around him, but he's doing a lot of this on his own because he's not only just passing, he's also rushing. He's had 242 yards rushing on the, on the year with three touchdowns. So DJU is a major problem. And he, you know, we talked to, uh, two weeks ago when BC played Florida state that Jordan Travis was a quarterback to watch out for. And that he was dangerous. DJU right now is playing at a level higher than any other quarterback in the ACC. He's a Heisman candidate. 
he is electric. When we talk about the defense, you know, he's a guy that's leading an offense that's putting up 41 points a game. This uh, this offense, I no one expected, given how much they struggled last year, that that Clemson, a team that averaged in 2021 26.3 points per game, is now averaging 41 with a new offensive coordinator, Brandon Streeter. They're doing what they need to do to win. And this is what they're – and we'll get to the defense a little bit. Defense isn't playing as well as they'd hoped for. I'm sure Dabo would admit that, right? So this all starts with DJU. and. For Boston College, why is DJU dangerous? Because we saw last year a, a DJU that was a shell of himself. You know, he they were running that like read option stuff with him, and he just didn't. He was hesitant. He really held the ball, so he was very one dimensional. All of that is gone. He can now run the ball and throw the ball, so he's a a, a true dual threat that can do a lot of different things. Plus, he's what six five. He's built like a linebacker. The guy's jacked. Um, and so he is a different quarterback than Jordan Travis was. Jordan Travis is much smaller than him. And, and I think that's going to cause some problems for BC, especially when you have Will Shipley behind him. Will Shipley is another five-star running back who a five-star and a running back who's run for 400 plus yards. And when you got guys like that and you can run the option, when you can run, you know, things to keep the defense honest, is BC's defense good enough to slow that down this year? Clemson's playing at a much higher level than they did when they played in Death Valley last year, when BC had their chance to win for the first time since 2010 against the Tigers, and they blew it when Dennis Grossell snap, uh, dropped that snap. This year, you know, it's a red bandana game, so I think that's what a lot of folks are holding their hats on. Like, there's always that aura about this game. But Clemson, you, we, BC missed their opportunity to to find a Clemson team that was struggling on offense and to 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 execute and win that game. This is the year where Clemson said, "You know what? We figured it out. We're gonna we're gonna get it back together. We're gonna get this going." And actually, the this unit is the strength of this team. It's not the defense. In a moment, I'm gonna get into the defense because I think that is the next thing um, that is an interesting discussion point because. They're not playing as world beaters as many had expected at the beginning of the season. And there's some interesting thoughts of why that's happening. But our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting plays from the team, uh, Boston College weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment from the Boston College Eagles is Zay Flowers' incredible catch against Louisville. Now, Boston College had been really struggling with their offense, and, you know, Louisville had just scored. And Dracovic goes back, and he had more time to get the ball out than he had all season long. He gets back, and he corks out a long pass, but it was into double coverage, so you had to gasp when you saw what was bracketed around Zay Flowers. But it doesn't matter. Zay Flowers is impervious to double coverage and bracket coverage because he just went up there and Randy Moss that against two really good uh, defenders and brought it down for an incredible touchdown. It was one of the best moments for Boston College this season. 
This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, that is it. This segment has been inspired. Make sure you find what thrills you in the all-new Pathfinder, Armada, or Path um, Frontier today. All available at Nissan.com. NissanUSA.com. Excuse me. Locked on BC. This is AJ Black. And going into this season, one of the biggest... Uh, the reason why I picked Clemson to win the ACC was not because of DJU. It was because of Clemson's defense. They have so much talent on that defensive line that you look at it and go, who, who they're going to take over games. You know, they, they went last year and they, only, you know, they were bad. They were tough last year, only allowing 14.8 points per game under Brett Venables. This year you saw the talent you're going, okay, doesn't matter. The Venables went off to Oklahoma. They're going to be able to do some things with what they have. When you got guys like Trenton Simpson and KJ Murray, Miles Murphy, um, and you know Brian Barisi and Tyler Davis, and you know some of these other guys that they've got, Fred Davis. Uh, sorry, no, not Fred Davis. Excuse me. Um, but you have all that talent, especially on that defensive line. You look at what BC has on their defense, offensive line going into the season. You're going, okay. If the offensive line can hold their own against these guys, that that shows you really that there's some good progress going on here. They're going to be maybe they can maybe they can stun Clemson. But two things have happened for both teams. First of all, as BC fans all know, BC's offense offensive line has been offensive for most of the season. They are not very good, and they held their own against Louisville. But still, as we said on Monday's show with uh, Mitch Wolf. Louisville still had, you know, uh, 12 pressures and three sacks against BC. Clemson's defensive line is, you know, one of the best in the country. They have already 11 sacks on the season. And you expect them that that, that's going to be a big issue for BC. But what's interesting is that Clemson's defensive, the defense in general, hasn't been as as dynamic as you'd expect it to be. They're allowing over 20 points a game. They're at 21 points a game for, for Clemson. If Brent Venables was still there, I could see his, his, him having an, you know, his, his veins and his head bulging as he sees the scores, uh, you know, coming in against his team. So Clemson isn't playing at that high of a level. Now, am I going to say that that's going to happen against BC? No, I'm just telling you what's happened against Wake Forest where they, they allowed, um, you know, uh, 45 points. They allowed 20 against um, NC State. They allowed 20 against Louisiana Tech. So they have let up points. But I still see a lot of talent. And I look at a BC offensive line against that, and I go, how are they going to stop that? I mean, when you have five-star after five-star after five-star lined up on that line of future NFLers, and almost every single one I named is going to be an NFLer, against... I hate throwing him under there, but Jack Conley again, or, you know, um, you, you played well against Louisville, but like Jackson Ness or even a freshman, like or a redshirt freshman, like Drew Kendall, you have to worry. You, it, it's natural because the, the, they're, they've played against worse or worse de- defensive lines. And those teams blasted Phil Dracovic. 
So I, I look at this game and I go, you know, you know, I'd love to see them BC come out and, and shock the world, but there's the logical part of my brain that's going, I just want Phil Jakovic to come out of this game with one piece. <laughs> you know, I don't want to see him, you know, it only, it was only two years ago that BC played this almost identical defensive line and Jakovic separated his shoulder and almost missed the Syracuse game the week after because he kept getting hit. And that was with Zion Johnson, Alec Lindstrom and uh, Christian Mahogany out there. You see where I'm going with this, right folks? Like this, this is a, a, a major, major issue going on. And I don't know how BC addresses this. Do they go jumbo? and just hope to God that Zay Flowers can get, get open more often? Or do they just try to get rid of the ball faster? They just Do they just go quick action? We're going to have to talk about strategy with Mitch because Mitch is much more into the game strategy piece than me. Um, but, I, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about there. And I think injuries on both sides are also important. Brian Breesey is going to be out of this game for a non, non-medical injury. He's out. Does that matter? think so bc is gonna you know they've got injuries as well on tuesday jeff halfley talked about finn durstein said he hasn't been back to practice george takis hasn't been back to practice and he hopes they'll be back on wednesday i mean it's always rolling the dice with with halfley when he says a guy's gonna come back or not come back if he's if you know he's not being dishonest but he's not really giving you the answer either it doesn't help him if he does, if he tells the media, uh, you know, George Takis is out, but if George Takis is out, that's a problem. If Finn Durstein's out, it could be a problem too. And I, you know, I think this more than anything is going to be where the major issue is for BC, right? If Jerkovic can't get it, if Jerkovic's getting hit, like he got hit last week, like I, I just go back to that bl- blown sack by um, Jack Conley, where he, that linebacker just ripped him. And was in Jakovic's lap in like a second and a half. I look at that and I say to myself, what's Clemson going to do? What can Clemson do that is even higher at a higher level than what Louisville did? And that's scary because this is going to play four quarters of this team. And we'll have to see how, what Halfley and company, you know, what, what they try to do to kind of mitigate that speed. Uh, because um, they're going to have to figure some stuff out there. So in a moment, I want to talk about our friend over on the other sideline, our friend Dabo Swinney. Dabo is, you know, a lightning rod with some BC fans who don't really particularly care for him. But for others, they respect him. And I I think I I, I fall in one of those camps, so I'll kind of get to that in just a moment. But if you haven't already, please, 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 Make sure you subscribe to Locked on BC wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. If you're listening to this right now on YouTube, nothing helps us more than if you hit that little red subscribe button. If you like to like what we're saying or disagree, hit the comment section. Can be, and I have a question for you heading into this final segment. Can Boston College keep this close? Can they stay in this game or is it too much for the Eagles? Make sure you leave your comments on our video below. All right. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports wagering. They have everything, including all the latest player developments, match team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. You can do game by game. 
I have been uh, making my predictions and I've been four and one picking against w- picking BC with the spread. The only one I missed on was Maine, which I should have never bet on, but I nailed last week against Louisville. I nailed, you know, everything else. And I I'm still just stuck on where Clemson's at with minus 20.5 on bet line, but you can head on over there and make your wager too. If you think you have a better read on it than I do, but so head on over to bet online and make sure you find out everything you need to know on all your favorite games and events, including major league baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Locked on BC, AJ Black. I want to also recommend if you're if you have made Locked on BC your first listen every morning. Thank you. And if you have recommended us to a friend or family member, thank you. I mean, seriously, folks, you are the you are the MVPs of this. Um, we have we're just a little old BC podcast that does this every single day. We're your first listen. We you know we give you all your team news that you need. Um, but if you like this, check out Locked On ACC too. You know the ACC has been a really fun conference this year with um, some really fun matchups. And this weekend, there's even more fun matchups. I think it's what Wake Forest, not Wake Forest, and uh, NC State and Florida State. I think is this weekend. You check that out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good fun stuff to talk about with the ACC conference. Candace Cooper hosts it, and I'm I'm on there for tomorrow's show. So make sure you check that out as well. So we're wrapping up our conversation about three things you want to know about Clemson talked about DJU. We talked about the defense, which hasn't played as well. Now we're talking about Dabo and Dabo for many. Um, I know Mitch Wolf, our uh, Friday host, uh, Friday co-host is not the biggest Dabo fan um, is a polarizing figure. And, you know, I, I, heading into the season, I think a lot of folks wanted to know it. Was he just the product of his, his um, assistance? Because, at the end of last season, he lost Tony Elliott to UVA. He lost Brent Venables to, to Oklahoma. And they want to see if, you know, the guys that came in that his replacements for offensive and defensive coordinator, were going to be able to hold up their own um, on, on a program that has really high expectations. And they've done exactly that. Uh, Dabo himself, you know, what, where is he? Where does he sit? in terms of the greatest coaches in, in college football. I mean, I'd argue he's in the top three right now. You have Nick Saban, who's number one. I would say number two would be, uh, you know, either Dabo or or Ryan Day at this point. You know, I think they got to be near the top. I, You know, you might also, you could argue for other guys as well, but he's 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 an elite coach. And... You know, he talked about, you know, his respect for Boston College and it seems sincere. But, you know, I think a lot of BC fans would look back to the times when he would say, oh, I, I really don't like facing BC and, and Steve Adazio because they're a physical team and they play us hard and blah, blah, blah. So you, it's hard to gauge. Does he really respect him? I have to think he does, though. I mean, BC under Jeff Halfley has lost to Clemson twice by six points each game. So Dabo knows that they're a team that's that that is no joke, but you know I think you know he he's done what he needs to do to to be to really secure himself as that elite coach this year. Um, I I think Clemson. I saw an article on two four seven that lists you know who is going to be the first loss for every undefeated team out there, and for Clemson, their projected loss was no one. 
because they are well in their way. I mean, they've beaten NC State. They've beaten Wake Forest. They have they have Florida State next week, and then they get like South Carolina and Syracuse. That's basically it. And they're going to cruise into the ACC title game to play what Duke, <laughs> and they're going to easily win that. So, you know, I think that that Clemson is well on their way to to earning the ACC a a, a playoff game. I think they're going to get into it. But I, you know, I as we get to the end of this week, I want to hear from you folks. Does BC have a chance? I, I want to hear what Mitch has to say because a twenty point spread to me before this season seemed really big for what I thought BC was capable of doing, but I see what the offensive line can and can't do. And what D Clemson's defensive line looks like. And I get a little worried that that might be a, a smaller line than it needs to be. Um, and, you know, I, I look at Dabo <laughs> and I, I was saying to Candace Cooper on locked on ACC, I wanted to like, I, one thing that drives me crazy about him is the running on the field thing. And I get the Clemson fans love it. I think it's corny. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's corny. And I had every plan. I just didn't have enough time to do it was I wanted to, to clip it and put it into a video player and just have him running through, you know, like almost like Forrest Gump where he's just running through, you know, Alabama and running through Arizona and running. But I, I, I'm not a video guy, so it's, it's not my, my cup of tea, but that's, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, Okay, Dabo, it's more about see that seems more about like you than your team. But I don't doubt he's a he's a team coach. And some of his stuff is just corny and I and I and I rip him on that. Um but you know, the way he runs his program, I feel like is almost similar to Halfley. You know, Halfley can't recruit the way he can, but if you looked at their their comments on the transfer portal, it's pretty similar. Like these are two coaches that don't want to live in the transfer portal. They want to get their guys built in from within. Now you know, Swinney wants to do it at a national championship level. Halfley will continue to say that he wants to do it to win ACC champ championships. One guy's done it. One guy hasn't, but that's where we're at. Now on tomorrow's show, I said, we're going to do a mailbag today and I forgot to ask for mailbag questions. We're going to do that tomorrow. So if you have mailbag questions, hit me up at AJ black underscore BC. I will make sure I put this on Twitter tomorrow. If you have not done so already, Subscribe, 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 subscribe to our channel, please. Hit that subscribe button right now. If you're listening right now, hit it. Even if you're not going to listen to all of our podcasts, your numbers help us get loaded up. As I've said before, like, we're like, if you look up Boston College, you get like the athletics channel, a Jeff Halfley press conference, and then there's locked on BC stuff all over the place. We, we're, right, we're right up there, and I want to get past BC athletics uh, in terms of uh, finds on uh, YouTube. So hit that subscribe button for us. It really does make a difference. And again, thank you all. Thank you to each and every single one of you that listens to us. Um, Clemson's a good team. I'm really looking forward to see it. You know, sometimes just watching a good team can show you, you can bring out good things about your program. We'll have to wait on Saturday and see, and I'll be back tomorrow to answer your mailbag questions. So make sure you shoot them in right now. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon.